At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then, book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hey, Bills Mafia. We know there's only one topic every day. All Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovey and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. All right, well, we thank Vinny Bond Sr. there. So, Matt, it looks like maybe no Jacoby Myers for the um, mm-hmm. Raiders. I mean, he he's going through this. Did you see the hit he took? Yeah, I did, after oh, the facts. I saw it after yeah. the facts because right. there was a couple other players who – I guess people thought should have probably been taken out of games because of concussions. And then you have the hit with him too. Yeah, it was, it was a bad one. And I just, I do wonder, you know, he'll, you you hope he's okay, but um, he is progressing through the protocol in some capacity, but we'll see on Friday. If he practices by the time people hear this, we might know if he's not practicing on Friday, I would think he's not going to play. It looks like Adam's going to play. And I mean, he had a a really nice game. The last game, Jacoby Myers led their team. He had 10 targets, 81 yards, two touchdowns. I think Jacoby Myers guy. I think Jacoby Myers to me was the number one receiver uh, available in free agency. And he got paid like it. I think the, I think the Patriots made a mistake. They decided to let him go and then give Juju Smith Schuster the same money. Yeah, especially it's weird because he was kind of like a homegrown guy there. Mm-hmm. So it was weird that they let somebody that they developed walk and then basically use the same money to go get somebody else who, I don't know, they're, mar- I don't know, is Juju even marginally better than Jacoby Myers? I think, yeah. I mean, you, we could look at stats. I, I would rather have Jacoby Myers on my team. Juju Smith-Schuster has name recognition, right? right? And, you know, he won a Super Bowl last year, so certainly that's not a bad thing. But, yeah, I don't know. It, th- we talked about Jacoby Myers a little bit this summer because whenever we were talking about Gabe Davis, yeah. we were basically saying Gabe Davis would have gotten paid more than Jacoby Myers did get paid and way too early in the season. I don't know if that's necessarily true, though, right? Like, I don't know how yeah, big I, a gap I, there is there. Yeah, I don't really know, but I think it is a good barometer for, you know, what – what maybe Gabe could have commanded on the open market. A couple other notes from uh, Vinny. Well, the Raiders have actually, they're in West Virginia practicing. They yeah. are, 
they are very much into sports science and analytics. And what that told them was to go and they didn't have an, they, they don't have back-to-back East coast games. It's not like they played week one and two or even two and three. They're back home next week. They were in Denver last week. So they decided to travel to Buffalo. I'm sorry to travel to West Virginia on Tuesday, practice all week. And then they're going to come to Buffalo on Saturday. Interesting strategy. That makes no sense to me. None whatsoever. And obviously people who are way smarter than both of us are probably telling them that that is something that they should Mm -hmm. do. But what is the flight from Vegas to Buffalo? Four and a half hours. Right. So you are saving yourself three hours of a flight, but you're also putting your team in a hotel for four days. Saturday. So five total. Five nights. That's strange. Four, four in West Virginia, one in Buffalo for hotel. That's right. That's what I mean. Like that's strange to me. Like you're taking, yeah. uh, you're getting rid of a routine for four, three extra hours of a flight. Well, that team that is coming to Buffalo has Jimmy Garoppolo, who was efficient last week, twenty of mm-hmm. twenty six, two hundred yards. But he is also limited, I think. And you're going to get that. That's that's the kind of way he has to run the mm-hmm. offense. Twenty of twenty six, two hundred yards. Um, this isn't facing Aaron Rodgers again. This isn't facing Patrick Mahomes, but he's got the best running back in the league as far as yards last year. Uh-huh. Uh, Josh Jacobs behind him, led the league. And then Devontae Adams. You talk about Jacoby Myers, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. This is a an offense with a lot of weapons on it, yeah. Matt. I mean, after what you saw from the Bills defense, how equipped are they, do you think, to handle all of them? I actually think they're equipped fairly well because I don't think that Josh Jacobs scares you a bit just because he is a good running back. He didn't have a great game. He only averaged two and a half yards a carry against the Broncos. And admittedly, I don't know a ton about the Broncos defensive line. So that's not obviously a great output, but the bills are susceptible to giving up a big play on the ground. We saw that multiple times in the last game they played. The reason I think it's a pretty nice matchup for the bills is I thought their defensive line was cooking, especially in the pass rush last game with Leonard Floyd and Greg Rousseau, even at Oliver a little bit. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not the most mobile guy. Like even when Rogers was in the game for those four plays, they were getting after him. And Zach Wilson is significantly more mobile than Aaron Rodgers is. So that's kind of one of those things where it's like you game planned for, Aaron Rodgers, then Zach Wilson comes in. You should be able to adapt and adjust better than maybe they did at times, but they were still getting after Zach Wilson as well. So I think this might be a matchup where they can generate some pressure, force him into making some bad throws, and you just got to try and capitalize. He'll still be efficient. He's still going to probably throw some short passes that you're going to, you know, they're going to break off for 15, 20 yards, and you're going to be frustrated. It's like, why did that happen? But you'll also probably be able to pin him back on third and long a few times, and that's when you should be able to get him off the field or force a turnover. Sean McDermott the other day mentioned Christian Benford's play to run down uh, Brees Hall and how he said mm-hmm. that's that's the kind of play that should be on sports and it should be on highlights. You teach kids not only how to play the game but how to live your life. Um, just the secondary in general after last week, obviously, you know, not facing Aaron Rodgers is different than facing you know facing Aaron Rodgers is going to be different than facing Zach Wilson. But um, just the secondary in general, obviously, with these weapons, let's say Myers does play, Myers, Devontae mm-hmm. Adams and Hunter Renfro. They're going to pose yeah. some problems out there, but I like the way sure. the corners played. And I know Tredavious White got beat on a play, but that was a heck of a catch. And it was a kind of a, kind of a fortunate bounce. He, he, he batted it to himself, I guess. So give him credit. Garrett Wilson, he's great. But, um, you know, I think otherwise I have no, no problem with the way the secondary played other than maybe to be honest with you, Taylor Rapp and the run game. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, I joked before about Rex Ryan saying like, if you take out the big play, the defense did great. And I know you can't do that, but legitimately, but I am going to do it (laughs) because if besides the massive Brees Hall run, 
the Bills defense was solid. I mean, yeah, real you good. had you had players who probably need to be better. Taylor Rapp, I know a lot of people have said needed to be better. I didn't notice a ton of issues with Taylor Rapp, but it's not like I'm paying a ton of attention to their third safety. The Bernard stuff is interesting because it feels like the big run ha- run happened because Bernard lined them up in the wrong spot. And there were also a couple plays that you probably want him to be better on. I anticipate that he is still the guy this week. I think they're going to give him time to try and grow into that role. But I do think Christian Kirksey is going to kind of be just kind of floating back there. And if this does not go well, the same thing I said about Ken Dorsey earlier. I don't think the Terrell Bernard leash is super long. And I don't think the leash is, you know, being pulled because of Tyrell Dodson. I think it would be because of Kirksey. But as far as like those guys that stepped up, Christian Benford, awesome. Like really, yeah. really I, I feel much better, even in a loss, much better about their secondary, well, their their corners than I did before the game. Yeah, I think it's well said. All right, well, the Bills and Raiders, they get after it in Orchard Park, 1 o'clock on Sunday. A lot of other big games around the league. Let's just touch on mostly the AFC games that are going to matter here. Uh, the Bengals, they also did not look good. We talked about Joe Burrow. One of the stats that came out of the last you know, 48 hours or whatever since we've done another podcast is Burrow didn't do anything down the field. That calf is still bothering him, Matt. And mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, he did miss all that time, and it's a pretty significant injury, but he can't drive the ball. And that said, I think they're in danger of going 0-2 here. I think they're much more in danger than the Bills playing the Raiders. But I think the uh-huh. Ravens can go to Cincinnati and the Bengals could be 0 2 here. Yeah. Well, I'm not like super high on the Ravens either. Me neither. But at the Me same neither. time, Justin Jefferson, I think just we're watching the game live here. I, I think You're he watching. Almost, I got I got the stat sheet open, so I'm taking a look at it. Go ahead. I think you might have just fumbled it out of the end zone for oh a touchback. Oh my gosh. Jeez. Interesting. I don't I know if you've got fantasy already. implications. I it, yeah. it could be just, you know, that he ran out at the one, but I guess we'll find out. Um, okay, going back to that. I don't think the Ravens are that great, but the Bengals looked like they really stunk. I watched a lot of that game in the hotel lobby the other day, and I just don't know what was up with them. It's hard to not give them the benefit of the doubt because we're sitting here giving the Bills the benefit of the doubt, and the Bengals have had a more explosive offense, at least recently, than the Bills have with better and more consistent weapons. I think they'll figure it out, but that's a tough defense to try and figure it out against. And like you said, if you fall to 0-2 in that division, I know the division is not as good as maybe we thought it was a week ago because of maybe the Steelers, but you got to play the Browns again. You know what I mean? Like you've got to play yep. the Steelers twice. you got to still play the Ravens again. Like that, that might be too deep of a hole in that division. Yeah, that's a tough division for sure. Speaking of that division, Monday night, you got the Browns and Steelers, and the Browns looked really good against the Bengals. The Steelers looked horrible. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel a Steelers bounce back coming. Now, maybe it's because um I've already I kind of I, I picked the Steelers to be better than what they showed on Sunday, and I kind of want that to happen just for that purpose for me to be right. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's Mike Tomlin and getting off the mat after a game like that. I think his team can do it. Prime time Monday night at home against the Cleveland Browns. I think you know Cleveland feeling themselves feeling good. I understand that. I, I think that the Steelers should have a bounce back game there. That's a big game for both these teams too. Yeah, I, I'm just not sold yet on Deshaun Watson and the Browns offense. I just I know that he was fine the other day, but he did not by any stretch knock my socks off. So that makes me wonder against a better defense, how will he look? And I don't know. I, I just genu- I feel like the Steelers game is one of those games where they fell behind so soon that they were trying to play catch up and they just couldn't. And if it was a closer game, 
it would have looked like, you know, a much tougher battle all the way through, but the deficit was just too big. I don't think the Steelers are great, but I think that they will come to play. And I think, I don't even know what the line is, but I think I would probably take the Steelers in that game. I'm just looking. I think they, he did fumble, didn't he? he threw, fumbled it through the end zone, Justin Jefferson. We're, we're doing you know this in real time with everyone. I think he did. You know what? I'm reading Twitter, and it looked like everyone is saying that, but I don't know if that's been declared. You know what another You know what another unbelievable game this weekend could potentially be, and obviously massive implications? I'm gonna Chiefs at Jags. Yeah, Chiefs at Jags. Yeah, that was my next on the list. I'm trying to talk to you about the Jeffers, Justin Jefferson yeah. play first. I didn't know if you were watching it. I'm not watching it. Well, okay. What if – you know, the jet, the chiefs, the bills and the Bengals all lose week one. I, what I are the like, what's, what is the likelihood that all three of those teams win week two? It's not very good. Somebody's going to lose. Obviously probably if you're a bills right. fan, you're really hope, obviously if you're a bills fan, you're really hoping it's not the bills and they probably have the most favorable matchup, but the chiefs are on the road against the Jags, a team that's I think up and coming. What if they fall to Owen two? Is there converse like is there a chance they miss the play? I don't even want to say uh, it. It's, it's I mean, the I Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I don't think I, I mean, maybe. I mean, I guess there's always a chance, right? You don't know. But yeah, the Chiefs are a little bit in trouble. If they start 0-2 also, now the difference is they'd have one NFC loss, one AFC loss, but it would be still be mm-hmm. big news. I think the bigger issue would be why they're 0-2. And that is because they don't seem to have a really good semblance of a wide receiver core, even with Travis Kelsey coming back and he's going to be maybe limited. We'll see what his status is and how he plays and performs. But I think there are bigger issues in Kansas city here. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, you know, I think they write the ship. I think probably right. I think getting Travis Kelsey back makes everybody else that much better. I don't think Tony will ever play a football game that bad again. I think that Sky Moore has a ceiling that has not even been close to being reached yet. And I trust Patrick Mahomes probably Mm -hmm. maybe more than I should, but I still think that he's the best player in the NFL and he's absolutely capable of, you know, getting this team back to the level that they have shown they can play at of the three teams that were the top three seeds in the AFC last year. So Mm -hmm. chiefs, Bengals, bills, who, who is it the most like who needs to win the most? I think I would go Bengals, Bills, Chiefs. Um I think you're right. I think that sounds right. If Aaron Rodgers was still in the Jets, I'd say maybe the Bills first. Because the division's probably. a little different now, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, that, I mean, yeah, and yeah, I probably, but man, they all need to get a win. I think it's either Bengals or Bills. I don't think it's the Chiefs. Yeah, I agree. Because they're their first loss. The difference is the Chiefs' first loss, again, was NFC team. So even mm-hmm. technically record-wise, uh, they would not. Um, and by the way, Jags lost to the Chiefs 27-20 in the playoffs. Yeah. Jags are home in this game. And that's a team the Jags have a pretty easy division. Like, they're looking to get – they win this game against the Chiefs. They're three games, two and a half up on them. When you're mm-hmm. talking about seeding, that matters because they'd have a 2-0 and against an 0-2, and they would have beaten them head-to-head. All right, two more games I just want to touch on with you. And one of them is just a question of 
do the Jets have any chance with Zach Wilson and that defense to do anything at Dallas? Or is this like, no, this is it. Dallas just going to boat race them and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think that the bills with not, I don't want this to be like a complete shot at the jets. They won the game. They did enough. They made a big play to win the game, but I still think the bills lost that game more than the jets won the game. And I don't think that you have that happen to you two games in a row. I think that they'll go there and just, I don't think they'll get boat raced because their defense is too good Mm -hmm. to get boat raced, but I think they lose a double digit game. And then finally, isn't the it one Miami Dolphins real quick? That? Isn't it weird? I, I saw this somewhere. I don't know who came up with it or who said it first. The team with the biggest spread in their favor this week lost last week. That's the mm-hmm. Bills. The team mm-hmm. who is the biggest underdog this week won last week. <laughs> that is the Jets. Week to week league. That is funny. You're right. Yeah. Um, by the way, it, I, I'll actually I'll wrap up with something else that I want to get to, but. Dolphins at Patriots is the last game I want to get to. Dolphins, Patriots. Look, I think the Patriots actually played a pretty good game against the Eagles. You and I were together watching most of that game uh, mm-hmm. in New York. Shout out Jack Dempsey's uh, bar in time in uh, Manhattan down by yeah. uh, what MSG and Times Square and all that. Anyway, right, right by MSG. Yeah, there you go. Um, we were watching that game and, you know, the Eagles just came out and they were already up 16 nothing. It looked like it was over. And the Patriots came back and they played a good game. Mac Jones played well. He played well. Um, mm-hmm. The Dolphins, of course, they were kind of the story of week one. Tua now is the favorite to win the MVP. I don't know if you know yeah. this. Dolphins are actually the favorite to win the AFC East. All of that is true. The Dolphins also gave up over 30 points to the Chargers. I mean, they won 36 to 34, so it wasn't all roses there. So no. I give the Patriots a, a, a chance here in this game at home. I don't, just because mm-hmm. they're even though they gave up 34 points to the Chargers, I do not see them giving up 34 points to the Patriots, right? Like, what would that take? Would that take maybe Mac Jones' best game in a year and a half? And which playmakers, like you think about the Chargers, all the guys that that team has, you have Austin Eckler, you had Mike Williams, you had Keenan Allen, you had Quentin Johnson, you have all these guys. Like, the playmakers on New England are still just not good enough. Kendrick Bourne, nice player. Ramondre Stevenson, good running back. But that cannot be a team that ever gashes you for over 30 points, right? Like, if they're coming, but if they're getting ready to play the Bills, what's the number you think the Bills need to get at to win the game? To me, it's probably like 24, right? If they score more than 23 points on you, your defense didn't do enough. So I, I do mm-hmm. think that Miami, I think, I think Miami is very legit. Like very legit, yep. and I think that's one of the biggest reasons why. Uh, this but is you don't have any concerns game. about their defense at all. I think that they could score the legitimately was horrible against the. Chargers. I know, but I I think they can score thirty five points every week, and your defense yeah, can think, kind. They might be able to, but I don't. You can't have a defense like that and just re, and just say we're just gonna. There's gonna be games you just don't score sometimes like that. The Bills had, mean, a, had a seasons like that. Twenty twenty, they were like that. You know, what I mean, and I, I, I know they won a lot of games in twenty twenty one, but. <laughs> But I just like, think that there's not, you got to be able to stop a team once in a while, and they just didn't do it. Maybe maybe their defense is great from here on out. You know, Vic Fangio, but I would be I mean, a little concerned if I'm a Dolphins fan watching that. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you'd be concerned. You want to have a great offense and a great defense, but realistically, it's more important to have a great offense. Look at the right. Chiefs. Like yeah. the Chiefs have never had a dominant defense, and they've won two Super Bowls in the last couple of years. Yeah. That has nothing to do with their defense. It's because they could go out there and score 38 points, and Tua is certainly not Patrick Mahomes. But Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell are the best one-two punch in the NFL. 
and it feels like Mike McDaniel is just so freaking smart when it comes to scheming his guys open. Mm -hmm. There were a couple plays, you know, you see the all 22 film and stuff the days after the game where there's nothing the chargers could have done. Like these guys are just so much better than the defenseman or defenseman, than the defenders that it's like, what are you going to do? Sorry. What are you going to do against Tyree kill? You're going to play man. No. Okay. Well then they'll just find a spot. in the zone. like, it's crazy. All right. Last thing, 60, uh, 61 yard field goal. I got like a little sidetracked there. Cause he just okay. made it. So what happened here? The uh, Jake Elliott. Yeah. 61 okay, yarder. Well, that's great. Cause yeah. I have him on one of my fantasy teams. Jake there 61 go, nice. yard. So it was set up because Justin, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson did fumble the ball out of the, out of the end zone. Okay. Last thing we're going to wrap up with this. Is that the worst rule in football? Might be the worst rule in sports. The, you fumble it out of the end zone. It's a touchback. I mean, I, the defense did nothing. They didn't even recover it. This is a rule that I don't know what it should be, but it can't be that. Huh? It's not the worst rule in sports. It's a dumb rule. It's not the it worst a dumb rule. rule in sports. I don't know what the you know worst what? rule is in sports. This is a dumb rule. You know what the worst rule in sports is? Tell me. This is maybe a little bit more niche. Um, with flipping the puck over the glass and it being a delay of game penalty in your own end on the ice. Disagree. I think it's actually a good rule. But anyway. Oh, I think it's a terrible rule. And I think it's especially a terrible rule in like a high stakes setting or in like a playoff game. Could you imagine those refs do not call anything in a playoff game? You can assault somebody on the ice and it's like, yeah, it's playoff hockey, but then you care. flip the care. puck over the game. boards. I can't, don't care. Flip it over the boards on purpose. Too bad. Go sit down. You, you know, th- keep the oh. game. Moving. Oh, I think it's, I'm here to watch rule. I think right. it's I want to talk. Rule. I want to talk about this rule. Justin Jefferson fumbling the ball out of bounds. Yeah. What can be done about it? Maybe I don't know. I was going to say you can't just take it. You take it back to where the fumble happened. But yes, but I mean, or the one yard line. I don't know. I get the here's theory, what I think should ha- actually. The, what I think should happen is you do put it at the twenty, but the offense keeps it. I was going to say maybe like it's a penalty. Maybe it's like a delay of game penalty or something. Well, and it's how like about a, this, Matt. And no, here's why it's the dumb, dumb rule. In no other area of the field does the offense not keep that ball. Yeah, I know. If you are going forward at your 20 and fumble it at the 25 out of bounds, you keep the ball. Why should it be any different once it goes through the end zone? Yeah, well, it's but also on the field, you're just like farther down the field. You're just basically talking about the sidelines. You're not also talking about going out the back of it. You know what I mean? Like that's a very but, but sometime, but it, I don't know where it went on this one. I didn't see it. But it went side. It went side still. Yeah, it would be a very rare instance for it to go out of the back. Like that does not happen very right. often, but it is, you know, a much bigger area that it comes into play. I, I don't know. I, I, I think that you got to protect the ball more when you get closer to the end zone. I, I don't <laughs> think course. that it's, it's not like a coach. I, I don't protect the ball. And it won't happen, son. It's not a good rule, but there needs to be some sort of punishment for it. It's you could not just have like what Justin Jefferson just did. You couldn't just give the ball back to the Vikings at the one yard line. There needs to be some sort of punishment. Give and back to him at the 20. I like that. I like that because even if you do that, say you do it on third down and you're diving to try and get into the end zone and you fumble it, then, okay, at least you're still getting some points. You're obviously not getting a touchdown, but you're getting some points or conceivably if you make it. Yeah, it's a stupid rule, but there's a lot of stupid. This is a billion-dollar sport that has the margin for error that is ridiculous. I mean, like in tennis, you can see exactly where the ball lands on the line, and this is based off of where guys think they see, you know, 
guys and gals think they see the football going to, and they measure it with a chip. It's like the exact, the inexact science that is football. Bills Raiders, they've played 42 times, including playoffs, 42 times since 1960. Do you know the record? 42 times, uh, 21 and 21. That's exactly right. This is the rubber <laughs> match, 21 and 21. Bills and Raiders since 1960. 21-19 Raiders regular season, 2-0 Bills postseason. On the next podcast, Matt and I will debate the puck over the glass rule in the NHL. How about that? All right. Mike Robbie, thank you. I think you're so wrong, man. I like that rule. I didn't like it when it happened to the Sabres against the Hurricanes, of course. You know right? what another you know what another stupid rule is? This isn't even really like a stu- I guess this isn't even like a our producer's like, are we gonna get out of here or what? Let's go. What? Shoot get rid of the shootout forever. It's stupid. Ah, uh, okay. I I'd be okay with that. I don't I don't mind it, but stupid. Can we maybe we could just end games and ties again? I don't know. No, no, yeah. not, not that either. <laughs> you got to come up with something. All right. We will, uh, three to one point system. That should be implemented, right? We got to do all that. Yes. All right. Yeah. This is not Let's a stop hockey talking. Let's just definitely stop talk talking. hockey at some point down the road. In the meantime, enjoy your week. Number two in the NFL, Matt Bove, WKBW TV channel seven, Sal Capaccio, WGR sports radio, five fifty. Thank you to Mike Robbie, our producer. Thank you for listening and watching on Sal sports on YouTube. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.